the Dadcast, episode 26, The Lion in Waiting. This week's show is brought to you in part by Jinx. If you want to find out how to get some of the cool t-shirts we're talking about tonight, go to twofatdads.com forward slash Jinx. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Nearly live from the Wendy House studios of Valois Bay, it's the Two Fat Dads Dadcast coming to you from a very special event day today is the uh, Apple back to uh, back to the Mac announcement. Uh, we have a very, very, very special guest with us. Uh, but before I announce our guest, I want you to introduce uh, Steve Magoo. How are you? Hey, doing right. How's everybody? Ben Not Kenobi, how are you doing? Howdy, not bad. And Mr. Deneau, how are you? I'm fantastic. Awesome. And our very special guest is the founder of ForkBomber.net and the guest writer for uh, MacGasm.net and the owner of probably the coolest dog cow tattoo I've ever seen in my life, Mr. Stephen Hackett. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Now, if you didn't notice, um, uh, Stephen is not from the southern part of Canada, but actually from Memphis. You can tell by that southern drawl. Hey now, y'all be nice. <laughs> y'all be nice. Yeah. Before we get into gun conversations, let's go and let's go and talk a little bit about uh, about what happened today with Apple. So this is a bit of a long time coming, I think. Um, Apple decided that they were I don't know after the last uh, um, I guess you could call it the the iPhone announcement. People were getting a little bit worried about you know what was the state of the Mac, and they decided to throw us a bone. I guess in October rather than doing it in January, which they would usually do around Macworld. I guess since there is no Macworld anymore, they could do it whenever they want, right? Basically. So they, they, they teased us last week with an announcement of a back to the Mac and a picture of a lion. And that was pretty much what we had to, to eat on for the last week. And so a bunch of rumors came about. We talked about uh, people were asking about FaceTime for the desktop, some AirPlay, uh, better iTunes, uh, touch interfaces. And, and then it went straight into 10.7, 10, 10.7, 10.7. Everybody was talking about that. So um, they did it today. They announced it. So the first big announcement, I guess, is that, yes, there is, in fact, uh, a new operating system coming out soon called Lion. Which is ten point seven. Well, we think it's ten point seven, right? It should be. So, Stephen, uh, Stephen Hackett, you you more familiar with this because um, in one of your past lives, you were actually uh, uh, an Apple genius. I was. I was the, the the lead Mac genius at our local store, uh, which basically meant I got to hit other geniuses with things. Um, <laughs> awesome. Hopefully, not those Apple II uh, keyboards. Well, uh, that was precious. But uh, <laughs> um, so right. So Apple announced. Uh, uh, 10.7, which is the actually the eighth uh, version of of OS 10 today, and uh, I was really hoping for some sort of Chronicles of Narnia plug-in with the lion, but they let me down. Yeah, I didn't see that. I think Stefan would have like had a had a cow with that one. You love the Chronicles of Narnia, don't you, Steph? Never seen it. No. What? Get okay. off. All right, we'll have to uh, the 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 wardrobe of the witch and the and the something else. <laughs> the Lion, the lion, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and the lion is as oh, Aslan, Aslan. That's right, right. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I couldn't think of any other <laughs> other cool lions except for uh, 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 Mufasa from the Lion King, and uh, that silly lion the one from the in, Wizard of Oz wasn't so cool. No, that wasn't so cool, and neither was the one from Bugs Bunny. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a dope that one, I believe. <laughs> so, so ten seven lion. What's new in it? Um, 
Well, this is this is what Steve did, right? He was going to talk about multi-touch. He was going to talk about what iOS had was going to bring over to the Mac because this is the whole point of bring back to the Mac, right? They were going to take features that were cool in iOS and bring them into the Mac and try to roll them out. So one of the three things that they touched on was touchscreen or multi-touch. He actually was stayed away from uh, touchscreen as much as possible, I believe. And, you know, saying that, you know, it's hard to hold your hands out and use a touchscreen for any length of time. It's good if you're doing a one or two things. But, you know, it's like unless you're in a cash register kind of scenario and in, in, inside a store. And even those, those are angled at 45 degrees. Um, so, you know, you're not, you're not up in the air sort of thing. I just had a thought about the <laughs> lion uh, and, and being the top cat and all. This is probably the last iteration of OS X. Right. I think this we're probably going to look at this version, a couple of little incremental upgrades, and I think we're going to be looking at OS 11 after this, or whatever else they're going to call it. No, right. I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling they'll go to they'll go to 11. Sorry, I had to make a smile tab joke in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've left the white lion open, right? White lion. Okay. White lion. Snow lion. Um, I, I truly think snow lion will be next no really though it is interesting uh, apple doesn't do uh anything that's not calculated right so if you look at the magic trackpad was released maybe what 90 days ago and the whole world looks at it and says what are you doing mm-hmm. and and now it makes perfect sense if you actually go back and watch the keynote which i think is up now on apple's website um the guy who was uh demoing some of it like he couldn't do it on the mouse right like he was like holding the mouse with one hand the magic mouse and doing the gestures with the other hand, yeah. and uh, obviously that's not um, an elegant solution. But uh, the magic trackpad definitely makes a lot of sense now, seeing you know what Apple had up their sleeve. And he tried a couple of times on the mouse. I don't know if you noticed when he was uh, doing the um, yeah, you had to uh, hold it down. The mission control stuff. Yeah, you actually saw him, you know, swiping three or four times on the mouse and then doing a really deliberate pass and then. It, it caught. So I think he just kept talking, and eventually it did what he was sort of wanting it to do. So I think you're right. <laughs> I think the mouse uh, is not the right way to do it. I think that trackpad is, is definitely what's needed. Right. right, and of course there's always those open-ended questions of, oh, well, you know, they're running early software. Maybe it'll be better by the time it's released, but it's definitely something to think about. Yeah, and I think that the trackpad will also tie into the Apple TV uh, when they, you know, up it probably in a few months or so. Uh, I think it'll be a nice little tie-in for that. So it makes sense actually to have to have that little trackpad actually because then you, you you can basically put a hand on your TV and then do like the whole Wii thing, you know, like so you can like use your hand and, and go and get stuff. I think the trackpad would be actually ideal for a television scenario. Has anybody actually used one? Uh, I have at the Apple Store uh, for about fourteen seconds, and okay. then I lodged it into my forehead. Oh really? It was, it was not for me. I'm a mouse guy. Okay. And, uh, but you know, uh, I'm sure that we will all evolve as uh, Apple sees fit. <laughs> is it an, is, is it an evolution or is it you hate it or you love it scenario? Uh, I think it's a very evolutionary thing. If you're uh, a notebook user, which I am, I'm on my MacBook Pro right now, but I use it in clamshell mode all the time because right. I like using a mouse. Yeah, I I have to admit I have I have a uh, the magic mouse which and before that I had the mighty mouse and and I I, I drank the Kool Aid years ago, so uh, <laughs> so but I I I can't get on with the the um, original mouse software so I downloaded something called Magic Press 
mm-hmm. and um, actually allows me because I have a 24 inch screen at, at work and I have a 22 inch screen here at home. So when I when I plug my MacBook into into the home mode, I end up having to do like multiple strokes to get to the top of the screen in the normal stuff. So I, I accelerate a lot using Magic Prefs, and it actually makes the Mac a lot you know easier to use. Um, and I've I've got multi-touch gestures. I know if I do if I do a three-finger click, it puts expose, puts everything out into the open. If I do a four-finger click, it, right. it it just it just kills everything out of the way. So and then I got swiping and stuff like that. So I'm actually already doing that. I kind of I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some of that multi-touch features coming in there. Um, already using uh, the Magic Mouse in Soundtrack Pro and Aperture is amazing because you can do all kinds of flicking and you can do some you can do some cool zooming in while you're uh, while you're panning across sound. So um, for the pro apps, the Magic Mouse has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm actually quite uh, quite pleased with that. But uh, um, so I, I I can see you know like the, um, I, I can see the point of not wanting to touch a screen in front of you. I think I would get tired at the end of the day, and I don't think I'd want a big glass keyboard in front of my in front of me with a big touch screen interface there either. I mm-hmm. don't I don't think we're ready for that Star Trek interface. Well, not um, if you're going to use it with a, a screen that's flat in front of you. If it's flat on the on the t- on the table and you're hovering over it, that'd be easier to use, obviously. But if you're going to look at it the way notebooks are being used right now, forget it. It's I think it's a waste. Yeah, and then you get neck strain, strain too if you're looking down right. too much. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not the best. Uh... Here, here's my thought on this. Right now, touchscreens are used in restaurants or things like that where they touch it, they do their menus, enter their, their items, and they get washed once a day. Let yeah. me ask you, all of you, you all have a laptop or an equivalent Mac Air or Mac Pro or MacBook or whatever. Do you, can you, how often do you wash your, your screen or do you clean your screen? I put it in the dishwasher every other Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that on my I iPhone. That, I knew I there was a benefit disgusting. to going to Mac. <laughs> it just drives at, least I know, I, at least I know it's not just me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do that with old keyboards, old USB keyboards. We just shove them in the dishwasher. Right. Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't do it with my aluminum keyboard. Um, I don't know. I don't. We'll see. But, I, but, but you know what I have key- found that works well with aluminum keyboards is baby wipes. If you take a little baby wipe and you, and you, 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 know, you circle the keys, you can get them all nice and white and super clean, and it doesn't damage the keyboard at right. all. So, so I use the, the Apple Extended 2 keyboard at home and at work. I have the same okay. rig. And uh, it's beige, right? Like the old kind of beige color they used to use for everything. So it never looks dirty. My two-year-old could dump yogurt all over it, and it never looks dirty. It's beautiful. Oh, I see. I, I don't know. I, I the kids are banned from touching this keyboard. They they can they use they use the white MacBook upstairs, and that thing looks like a gray something now. Ooh. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty Ooh, awful. Lovely. It's there, <laughs> but there's a lot of them too. Eh? So that's probably why it looks so bad. <laughs> yeah. But but back to Stefan's uh, question. Uh, people who know me uh, know that every finger that touches my screen will be broken. So <laughs> my my screen is always clean. Wow. See now you're just tempting me to come over there. <laughs> well, every every second now. day with a microfiber. Or a uh, well, <laughs> I'm, and I'm a bit like that too, actually. With them, if you know, we have sales reps in the office that come in and they want to show me something on the screen. I'm like, and I'm like, you get that pen away from my screen now, or I'm going to kill you. And yeah, they're yeah. like, and they're like, I'm sorry, that's a little bit aggressive. I said, you're the one who's pointing the, the pen on my screen. Well, people <laughs> so, think that the pen is the next best thing other than finger. And I'm like, yo, if the finger wasn't a good movement with my screen, definitely the pen is not. And don't even think of a Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that can be very, uh, it can be very, very scary to, uh, to, to that. So I'm, I'm, I'm all against, but I mean, and, and there was a report that came out last week that your anybody who has like a glass screen phone, 
is probably uh, basically carrying a Petri dish in their pocket. Um, so that pretty much freaked me out to begin with because that would explain the cold I've been carrying for the last three months. That's because you've got four kids. Well, that, 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 would, that might be a point too. Yeah, kids are gross. <laughs> I have two of them. <laughs> they're gross. They're, they're, they're fun gross though, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay, so then another yeah, thing. Sure. So moving on from touchscreen, <laughs> uh, Steve Jobs also brought up the, um, they would be using uh, an App Store interface in, or an App Store inside uh, Mac OS X now. Which at first it kind of like it kind of like struck a huge nerve in every single uh, part of my body. It freaked me out, like especially when he mentioned that you know, oh, developers would still give up thirty thirty uh, percent to uh, right. to Apple. And right, right now I'm thinking of guys like Rogamiba, uh, Panic Software, and Ambrosia who make a hundred percent profit on apps that people are actively seeking out. Uh, mm-hmm. And these are great apps. I mean, the extra publicity will it will it counter the amount of marketing they're doing now, or uh, are they are they are they going to start taking a loss on their software? Uh, it's it's all up in the and I don't really know um, what the answer there is. And, and and obviously, if they've if they're going to this, they've obviously put some thought into it. But uh, it just it just freaks me out as a developer. Kind of freaks me out a little bit. Were you guys thoughts on this? Right. So, so I think the App Store is the biggest thing Apple announced today. Uh, they didn't spend a lot of time on it, but I think it was looking back, it'll be the most important thing about today um, for a couple of reasons. Really, it's um, you know Jobs had that 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 slide up where he had the the MacBook and the iPhone and the iPad with the little white arrows, you know, like the circle of life type deal. Yeah, and uh, I think this is the. The culmination of that, really, um, it's set up the same way that the iPhone, that the iPhone, iOS, iPod Touch, iPad App Store. Is that what they call it now? Is that the name of it? Um, I think it's the App Store. I, I, I was online. Um, Mac App have, Store. The Mac App Store, eh? Right. Yeah. Right. So it, it definitely raises a lot of questions. Um, I, I think for guys, Rogamiba was one of the first companies I thought of. Um, like you said, mainly because their icon is awesome. But, but uh, you know, so those guys, for, for people like us who know, hey, we need, say that I need to go download a sweet blogging client. Well, I know that Red Sweater makes Mars Edit, which is one of the, the best writing apps on the Mac. And so I, as a geeky person, know that that app's around and can go find it. But if my mom wants to download it, she's not going to know where to look. She's not going to know what to do with the DMG that's in her downloads folder. Uh, every single person running Skype ever on the Mac is probably running it from a DMG because they don't know how the installation process works. And if Apple can simplify that, it's good. But of course the danger is the danger is that eventually that if that's the only way to get apps on to a Mac, then uh then that is the dark times. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I, I don't think uh you know big companies, Microsoft, Adobe, um are maybe they're the same company now, we're not we're exactly sure. Um <laughs> Are, are going to be going that way. But I think it's going to be good for small companies, medium-sized companies. It creates a distribution channel for them. It removes a whole bunch of overhead uh, that eats away, you know, like pressing discs and packaging boxes and all this other stuff that, that hits the bottom line. So I think it's just providing a different uh, 
distribution channel. At the same time, they're they're sweetening the deal. Come in here, and we'll you know you get all the automatic updates and the notifications and all that eye candy that the users will want. So you know, if I were to write an application for the Mac, fantastic, I'm I'm in. But I think Adobe and and Microsoft will still have their traditional buy plastic and install it at least for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. I'm more worried about uh, what this means about DRM. So basically, obviously, since you're downloading something from your um, from your from an app store, you're basically locking it into your account, right? So you have a, a MacBook and you've downloaded a whole bunch of apps over the years, and suddenly you want to give that MacBook to your kids or to your wife. Do they then have to rebuy those apps? Well, I, I think it will. I mean, again, Apple gave us next to no details today. But I would imagine that it works the same way as music works. So as long as the computer is authenticated against your Apple ID, everything works. You know, um, I think the bigger question is the philosophical one. Do you want your programs have DRM wrapped around them? Yeah, and that is, that is a big issue, I think. Or having somebody follow you exactly what you're downloading at every opportunity. And what about, I mean, like, what does it say to the open source software movement, right? So you have an open piece of software and it's supposed to be, you know, installable, um, you know, it's it's supposed to be open. You can play around with it all you want, and then Microsoft wraps DRM over it. How does that sound? Well, you know? I, I, don't, I don't know that it changes anything. I mean, people who sell apps for free, open source software would be free. So does it matter that it's DRM? You can just still download it for free. Yeah, but you won't, uh, I mean, you won't be able to go around and play around with it with the source code, right? Because it's been wrapped in DRM. Uh, well, no. The executable binary would be, but the uh, the pro- project would still probably be sitting somewhere on Source for- SourceForge, and you'd still be able to get the source code. Right. You can then incrementally update it and re-release it in the App Store with your own tweaks and modifications to it. So I don't think that is is such an issue. And I seem to th- remember that Jobs said that you could install it on any one of your personal computers. Or maybe right. I'm thinking of iLife. I'm not exactly sure if I'm uh, which which uh, quote quote I'm getting here, but it was either iLife or the App Store stuff. You mentioned that any one of your personal computers, uh, and I guess he was very clear to use personal as opposed to enterprise uh, to make to make that distinction. Yeah, as long as long as personal isn't isn't uh, isn't uh, capped at five, because I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be a problem in our household to begin with. As as the kids grow older, we're gonna have six six machines, probably even seven in, in the house, right? So if if, uh, if you know we have to be careful with that, um, but we'll see. And there's that issue too. I mean, do now now what happens if you you download stuff yourself off the web, right? Um, are we gonna be uh, are we gonna be um, able to just download a program and install it that, that didn't come from the app store as well? Are they are they locking everything into the app store that you know it's only only app apps that are bought from the app store will run on your Mac or they're not locking in everything at this point. Okay. Um, they did say it was available for I think the the quote was, you know, available for some software. Uh, I really think that if Apple moves the Mac to a, an iOS type, you can only get apps from this place and nowhere else. Um, you know like like I said before, the Microsoft and Adobe issue, but also, I, mean, I think that would be mad public outcry. So, like, because the desktop has been a certain way for 20 years, you know, when the iPhone comes out with, I guess, OS, iOS 2, when the apps came on board, we didn't, there wasn't any other way. So, we all kind of accepted this is the way you do it on a mobile device. But on the Mac, you've got 20 years of doing your own thing. I don't think they can just turn that off. But yeah, it's also you, all the developers. It's all the it's all the you know the developers and also all of the uh, 
um, the pro the pro tool users, right? So um, I'm, I've got to say, you know, like you know, we, we decide to to build a studio, like a real big massive studio. We buy buy a bunch of Mac Pros and everything. And we get some pro apps here and there. Um, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> ah, it's, I'm still chasing this cold. Um, so we decide to get a whole bunch of pro ma- uh, of, of pro apps and 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 things like that. So, so suddenly, does that mean like I can only use the the, the Microsoft appro- uh, sorry the Apple approved uh, effects? I can't go and get some third party guy who's going to build me some 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 red hot effect for my uh, for my machine. I'm thinking of guys like Alex Lindsay uh, from Pixel Core who who builds software to to make uh, Final Cut Pro even better. So suddenly, is he going to have to be locking himself into the App Store uh, deal as well? I don't. I don't think so. I, no, I and, <laughs> and and the app store, I mean, precludes the fact that you know you're assuming everybody has the internet, and not everybody has high speed internet. Uh, anybody in a rural community, uh, you know, have pitiful, you know, painful internet connections. So you can't, you know, assume that people are getting everything uh, live or as often as they should. So if all your software is going to come from the internet and all you have is dial up. You, you know you're not going to hit that, and I, I, I know the, the the large urban centers have you know very good uh, internet pen, uh, you know high speed internet penetration, but there's a lot of rural communities in Canada and the U.S. that just don't have high speed or good broadband. Yeah, so, so imagine, imagine trying to download like a three gig app like that. Yeah, we'll try to get CS3 or whatever, <laughs> you know, over the internet over dial up, right? So there has to be some kind of plastic disk that they can ship to you that you can somehow or a USB key or something. Uh, so I don't think we're there yet. I think it's good to have that avenue, but I don't think we're there yet. But I, you know what, I, I do have to agree a little bit. What we, ta- we touched on this a little bit at the beginning is that it's going to be good for the moms and pops who need to know how to work something. So pages, um, small photo apps and stuff like that, I think will probably benefit largely from an app store. And and I think that may, maybe we'll end up with a two tiered system. Obviously, you know, it, it, this is this is the kind. The app store is going to be the kind of things to be good for your mom and dad. Um, I have no problem with telling my mother, like, you know, hey, you know, if it's in the app store, just buy it. It's you know, it's going to be good, and uh, and just check out those ratings. If it's rated well, it's great. And then you know, I'll probably have to tell my dad not to, to download so many fart apps, but. Uh, because <laughs> you know it's going to be good luck be trying fun. to stop that. I just want a <laughs> fart app that can run on all twelve cores on the new Mac Pro. That's all I want. <laughs> and well, if Apple can't deliver that, it's not going to work for me. I'm just thinking of what an amazing flashlight my MacBook Pro can become <laughs> with the right app. Absolutely, you'll blow fantastic. your face off. Angry, Angry Birds no. will be so good on, uh, uh, <laughs> on, on, on a thirty-inch display. I almost wonder if if the Mac App Store is good going to create two classes of Mac user. So you have people like uh, like my mom, who I'm sure will listen to this, who just bought a MacBook Pro recently, very new to it, very tentative about about adding things to it. You know, sends me an email, oh, how many pictures do I need to delete for free space? It's like, you have a 320 gig hard drive, you're okay. Keep going, mom. <laughs> right. right yeah, knock yourself out. Uh, but that may be more comfortable you know, at an app store, clo- closed with quotes around it, closed environment, versus, you know, I, I'm going to go out on the wild frontier of the internet and download some beta software and blow my machine up because that's what I like to do. So I almost wonder if Apple's trying to cater and realize, hey, we have a lot of new users who are coming from, you know, coming from iOS that, via the halo effect and trying to cater to those guys, but saying, hey, you know what, if you want to do your own thing, do your own thing like you always have. This is just an option. 
Yeah, and I think you're right there. And I think, and funny enough, the way it was presented today um, is 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 gotten a lot less um, rage or um, or opposition than when Microsoft tried to propose this a few months ago. I think uh, I think uh, Apple might actually be able to be the one company that's able to pull this off. So all the other companies out there, all the um, I guess the Linux guys and the uh, and and uh, and Microsoft will be looking to see how this goes. No, I mean I, I wrote a little bit about this, but if Microsoft did this, it would be the first thing that you know, first time they've tried it. And but but Apple, right? They've got two, three years, however old the App Store is, under their belt, right? So you look at things like Section three point three point one. You look at things um, uh, like rejecting apps for very silly things. They have this this rough history, but the Mac App Store can stand on the shoulders of all that and say, hey, you know what? We we really kind of goofed up in the past, but we've learned from that, and you know we're starting uh, way past you know where we were three years ago, and I think that's a good thing. And, and it's an easy way to make thirty percent on the long tail, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, if if you know there's two fart apps, uh, you know, some kind of utility, a couple of games, you know, and there's like a gazillion of these applications that they're making thirty percent on. Well, they weren't making that percentage on any of that before. Sure. So, na- so exactly. now they are, right? And you just need to sell a lot uh, of a lot of things to make a lot of money. Ask Amazon. Uh, you don't have to sell a million licenses of Office necessarily to make a lot of money. So this is a great way for them to make money. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, Apple's a business. They're not a warm entity in the sky. You know, they're not a you know jobs like skate on stage and say Apple's at the corner of philosophy and education you know whatever he says but at the end liberal of the day, arts and technology it, that's it what it was uh, <laughs> at the end of the day you know they're a company and uh, that's all they are and so the, the bottom line is hey we're here to make money for our, our not only ourselves but for our you know the owners of our stock okay, so moving on from the app store there one other thing they mentioned uh, was this mission control software uh, which would basically um, like a central place, you hit one key and everything pops up, right? So you have your your expose, your dashboard, your spaces, and your full screen apps all kind of like rolled into one into some kind of like of a, of a, of a hybrid iPad uh, Mac OS X experience. Which um, actually I, I find it quite interesting. You mentioned this earlier today, Stephen, was that this could actually be the end of Finder uh, forever. This because I mean you just basically would use this 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 mission control to go get whatever you need. Right, right. So the the example that I that I wrote about was iPhoto, iMovie, and iCal, right? So if you're on your Mac right now, if you go to Finder, I'll give you a second, go to Finder, yeah. go to your home folder, go to Pictures, you see iPhoto Library. And unless you're running some crazy old version of iPhoto, that's a bundle. You can't, yeah. unless you know what you're doing, you can't get in there and, and mess around with your photos. Exactly. And, and so iPhoto is a front end to get to your data. Same way that uh, Aperture is, same way that iCal is. If you ever look in uh, library application support calendars, that's where your calendar data lives, but it's gibberish. I mean, you have to be a robot to understand it. And so to take that the next step to say, hey, you know what, when you open pages, instead of going through Finder and finding your resume you're working on, just open pages, and it's going to give you a list of everything pages can open, no matter where it is on your computer. You pick what you want, and you're on your way. Which exactly how the iPad does it, right? So if you if you open Pages or Keynote on your iPad, um, you don't get a Finder window. You get, hey, these are your nine presentations you have on your iPad. Which one do you want? 
And so, so to see Launcher and Mission Control on the Mac, it it, it, it almost feels like Finder is going to become an advanced function or kind, or kind of be in the background more maybe in the future. So what is this going to do to like one terabyte drives? Is this going to like suddenly like suffer or is that why we now have like i7 processors and, and <laughs> 8 gigs of RAM? Because I mean I can just imagine trying to find like um, – I, 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 I think one of my last presentations uh, – I think we had like 12 presentations, PowerPoints and keynotes knocking around back and forth. So um, it can be a bit arduous to go looking for those things. Right. And, and I mean, if you think the way Spotlight works, Spotlight's kind of maybe the, the Apple putting their toe in the water with this idea. Where if you go to Spotlight, and I right now I'm going to Spotlight, um, let's call it my wife's name. And so it's got her contact info, some pictures, a folder with her name on it, some calendar events. You know, it's all very quick. I almost wonder if that technology is is somehow all tied together. I don't know. I'm not, oh, that's I'm a good point. I mean, it, it is a big database, really. At the end of the day, um, the file right. system. So maybe, maybe they're just they're just leveraging it on a, like a, almost a huge uh, um, Oracle type SQL kind of like point of view, where it's going to be super super indexed. Uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, I, I always like the the one part I always like about the OSX um, and and different apps is that if if you go to media. And it'll just go into your Aperture library and start looking for you. You don't have to launch Aperture. You don't have to la- have to launch iPhoto. So it's really melded well together already. And I right. think that the, the Mission Control will take that probably to the next level. I think this and the App Store, I think the whole thing about, about Lion, we, I may be jumping ahead, but uh, people are, were so afraid that uh, Apple was just going to blow it up today, right? Like, oh, we're getting rid of this and that. That's really that's really not the case. Apple didn't kiss anybody on the lips today. All Apple did was look was look across the bar, and wink. That's all they did, you know. Um, and so it's very going to be very curious over as ten seven evolves and if ten eight or eleven or whatever is next comes about, if that wink is going to turn into a kiss or if it's just going to be flirtation from across the room with these ideas. Interesting. I like that. I like that uh, analogy. It's pretty good. I'm a poet. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what did you guys think of the of the FaceTime announcement uh, today as well? So, basically, they're going to bring FaceTime and they're going to put it on your Mac. So now you can call up your other Mac buddies, or you can also call your iPhone four buddies and have like a video chat with them. Um, I, I I've I admit I downloaded it immediately. Um, and then the first person I, I, I FaceTimed was actually Stephen Hackett, which is kind of funny. Uh, and uh, I got to see the, the, the conference room where he works. It's great. Um, and then I was like, I, I, halfway through the conversation, I'm thinking, okay, well, this is cool. Um, all right, done. Right. Video, <laughs> video chat is awkward because I mean, it is right weird. now uh, I could be sitting with no pants on. You would never know. Uh, I'm not because I'm at the, the university. But, you know. So? Well, that's how punch? we roll in the Wendy house. So don't worry about that. <laughs> But video chat's awkward because it's like, you know, like say we're chatting and I'm checking my email. You can kind of tell I'm not paying full attention. But right yeah, now, I think, I think you, got, you, you got a gleam of that today when I was like, when I, I, I like an email popped up and I actually had to reply immediately because it was my VP. And I'm like, um, I'll be right there. I, 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 yeah, yeah. And that awkwardness isn't there. You know, if we're, if we're chatting on iChat via text or, you know, Google Chat or Skype or yeah. whatever, it, there's more forgiveness in that than video chat. But we're also used to Skype. Um, video chatting that it's not like we're at the world's fair you know 1960 world's fair and the future is coming i mean this is stuff we've used and we're familiar with and we're comfortable with already they just tied it into their you know 
to the rest of the ecosystem, the, uh, the Apple ecosystem right now. I mean, it didn't make sense that you can only do this on the iPad and the, well, not even the iPad, but the iPhone and the, uh, and the, the new Touch. iPod Touch. So right. they had to expose it to the other half of the inventory that they have out in the wild. And it was a logical move, but I don't think it'll be a game changer. I mean, will I stop yeah. using Skype for FaceTime? I don't know enough Mac right. people to make it worth my while. That's so, it. They got to open it up further than that. They got to open up to the AOL. I mean, already with iChat, you can you can also talk talk to AOL people, um, which is right. which is which is pretty big because I mean that's the people biggest that's the AOL. biggest chat in this in the in the states. We use MSN up here. Yeah, well, I've never even heard of that. So no, we I'm just use. <laughs> <laughs> so no, Canada's been been Canada and, and England have have been uh, always an MSN country, and AOL has always been this great, or AIM as you guys call it, I guess, have That's always right. been the greatest, uh, you know, uh, thing. In, well, it's in, in, it's in, America online. I mean, the logo has like guns and eagles on it. Come That's on, That's probably why we don't use it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I promised. I, I promised my wife, my dear dear wife, that I was not going to make any Canada jokes. That's okay. But I I've made like 10 America jokes. Instead. That's all right. We made, that's all we do is make America jokes. <laughs> Are there any Canada jokes? <laughs> Probably uh, far, far too many. Bite your tongue, biting your tongue, biting yeah, your tongue. Yeah. Right. Um, so, the FaceTime is awkward, right? Because it's its its own app right now. And uh, it's cool that if someone calls you, it launches immediately and then you know prompts you to accept. But it's not part of iChat like I, like I had predicted. Now yeah. that may change in 10.7, I could see in 10.7 iChat and FaceTime merging. So FaceTime is this weird thing that it's not really a 10.7 feature. It's not really a Snow Leopard feature. It's just, hey, we have it now. Which is really yeah. the same way with the App Store. If you go to uh, apple.com slash macOS X slash Lion, first thing is Mac App Store. Or really, that's coming to Snow Leopard 2. It's kind of like they have these features that they want out now, but the rest of the OS isn't ready. So let's just toss them on top of, of, of 10.6. Well, it's, and it's going to be like um, it's going to be another point of view where Lion is probably more of an evolution of Snow Leopard rather than a revolutionary new OS. Sure. Um, unless unless they do something freaky with the um, uh, with the operating um, file system. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. My um, yeah, your cold's coming up. We know. You got to you got to quit smoking. I don't know if you smoke, but you shouldn't smoke. No, I shouldn't smoke. I don't smoke either. Drink I, more I just, scotch. I, I talk too much, and I drink, don't drink enough scotch. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, no, so one of the things is 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 you know are, are they going to revolutionize the, uh, the the file system? Are they going to do a whole bunch of other weird stuff that uh, that we don't know about yet? So right today definitely felt felt shortchanged. I mean, uh, you know when when they previewed OSs in the past real far in advance, like when they previewed Leopard, which was about nine months before it came out because it got pushed back because of the original iPhone. So you guys remember that the stock tumbled. If you look at that preview. I think they said that 10 things that are coming to Leopard. They go through these 10 things and they go into some pretty heavy duty stuff like uh, OpenCL or man, whatever it was, some you know, acronyms that mean things to smart people. And um, a lot of core stuff. They were talking a lot about core graphics right, and core right. audio so and stuff today, like that. Yeah. So in comparison of today, they, they have mission control, they have uh, full screen apps, they have launch pad. Those are all pretty Fluff top pieces. level stuff, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, cool. I mean, Launchpad it looks cool. You know, Mission Control looks cool. But what are they doing under the hood? What What are they doing with the user interface? They had some screenshots. iCal was in there. iCal looked different. Looks like the iPad app. But what's really going on with Lion? I don't think Apple's answered that yet. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's no uh, Grand Central Dispatch or any, right. anything optimized. And and you know what? The whole FaceTime uh, thing. It, it, 
and the, the app store being released early to me just shows that the roadmap is mature and well thought out, not reactionary, because they can integrate it earlier. They don't have to wait for the line upgrade to bring those things in. So these things have been thought out for a long time and they've been planned out uh, you know, to either be released with Lion or incrementally in the Leopards. So um, it sounds I'm, to me like I'm they're just on wondering, track. I'm just wondering if the 300, if hitting $300 uh, market share uh, for the stock, stock price had anything to do with this. You know what, guys? We're on a roll. Let's, 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 uh, let's try to sell some <laughs> units before Christmas. I think you totally stole my Twitter joke the other day. Oh, <laughs> is that... Is that it? I might have been inspired. I, I, I like to use inspired rather than stole. Because but. it was like, it was Wednesday, I think, when it broke 300 for the first time. And then like Thursday or, you know, the next day, whenever it was, hey, we're going to have this event. And so my joke that was shamelessly ripped off just now was that, hey, we hit 300. Let's show them that we're actually still doing something with the Mac. Mm. I mean, I probably was. I probably, uh, you know, had that in the back of my head. Stabbed through the heart. I'm so bad. I'm sorry. I'll steal from the best, though. So, so at least you feel oh, good well, about that. that no. But that was oh, in the man. Creative Commons, I think, right? <laughs> I'm probably pretty sure it was. I'll have to, I'll have to <laughs> check the Fork Bomber notes. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't steal it. <laughs> no, I'm um. just going to attribute it to you afterwards. As I was saying, Stephen Hackett said this cool thing last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, okay. So the other big one, uh, or the well, not the biggest one, but the thing was uh, iLife Refresh. So basically they, they, they did some work with iPhoto. Uh, it's going to be full screen, more iOS-y. Uh, GarageBand has a little bit of cool stuff. Still did nothing whatsoever with uh, podcasting, which is like... Um, the only thing people use GarageBand for? Well, I don't know any, any, any musicians. Tests. I mean, we're, we're, we're a band of five guys who stand around and around a water cooler and talk all day. So uh, we're not exactly musicians ourselves. But I mean, the, the podcasting interface for GarageBand has always sucked. And it's great for working for three-minute clips. But when you when you try to break it down with something as big as like a, a, an hour and a half recording session, it just fails. It, it right. wants to die all the time. So we uh, we don't use it. We use Soundtrack Pro. And what's so. interesting is iWeb. Uh, if you look, if you go, uh, I linked to it earlier. If you go to the to the Apple Store online. Do you guys have internet in Canada? Oh, Canada joke. Boom. Um, if, Everybody take a drink. No, we just pay we just pay a lot of money for it. That's all. If you look at the uh, the store. Uh, iWeb and iDVD are the old versions, right? They didn't get updated. And iDVD didn't even get updated last time. So iDVD is like homeless old man apples kicked to the curb. Um, but iWeb didn't get any love either, which which I thought was was surprising. It's crap, though. Like, oh, it, it is. Really it's is. terrible. It really is terrible. I mean, um, they might as well just bundle uh, WordPress into it somehow <laughs> and just say, hey, we got this great thing. It's called iWebPress, and you're going to love it. And then uh, if you're really good, we'll give you uh, a discount on Coda. Like, I don't know why they bother even yeah. doing iWeb. Yeah, I don't know. I, a lot of what I do at work is, is look at products. Uh, and and I'm doing a lot of design right now. So I'm always out and about on the internet. And like anytime someone, like their product page is built with iWeb, I just, I just close the tab. I just move on. <laughs> I judge people based on their HTML. Well, I am. I that's my that's my that's what I do for a living, right? I look after uh, a, a huge e-commerce package. So, um, yeah, I cannot stand iWeb. I I've used it once. I think the first version of 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 the Two Fat Dads site was uh, one iWeb page, and then I and after about a week, I said, you know what, WordPress can do better than this. And then yes. we, we moved to WordPress, and then we we hacked the hell out of it into into what we needed to be. 
And it's like, and it's funny because it's a website that I don't really, you know, we don't do a lot of huge uh, fundamental work on it. We, we, we use the engine and it, all of it is, is content. So for right. a bunch of techie dads, um, our website is, is very, I would say copy paste from, you know, like it, it's what all the other mommy bloggers are doing and everybody else, you know, where this, this, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't flex our development prowess, um, except that we're able to use a, a podcasting plugin and that's about it really. So right. I, I honestly think they should just, they should just tell people to use WordPress or, or Squarespace or whatever. Right. Yeah. Squarespace is great. Um, uh, I've worked with it before on projects and I use, I use WordPress for fork bomber. So I'm sure some people are going to try to hack into me now. I'm all the way up to date and I have a good password. So you can't get in. Um, <laughs> well done us too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally hacked the two fat ads. Which I'll get. Uh, well, they'd the have password to find is first. password. <laughs> um, no, we, we put it in French. Oh, well, that's uh, useless language. <laughs> um, <laughs> we speak Latin. American here. Oh. But you know, I got I got a discount on hardwood floor because of iWeb. Um, I, what? I was looking at, at the store. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but no. there's, there's a there's a store out here in the West Island, and they got some you know nice hardwood floor. And I went to their website to get their phone number, and I, I went to this one page with the, you know, some of their new products, and it was one of those lorem ipsum you know. And I said, wow, this looks a lot like you know just a standard iWeb page or something like that. So I actually went to the HTML code and noticed that their page had been hacked by Brazilian hackers. So I called yeah. the guy up and I told him that their website had been hacked and this and that and that my wife and I were passing by tonight, you know, and whatever. I'll talk to the owner and I'll let him know what I know so he can call the security guys. So anyways, I talked to the guy. He was so thankful, this and that. He actually gave me a rebate on my, <laughs> my hardwood floors. <laughs> and a week later, his webpage was um, the way it, it should have been. It was a WordPress page. <laughs> what you should have done is say, oh, in addition to finding that out, I also happen to build websites. <laughs> you got to capitalize on that stuff. Yeah. So and by the great. way, your password was weak. Uh, <laughs> weak sauce. So, so the other one was iMovie, which they did some work with, right? So they, they actually did some interesting stuff with iMovie where you can actually now um, edit audio, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, which is pretty good. I mean, bo- I mean, to boosting and reducing audio is a pretty big thing as well. Um, I, I've, I admit I used, I think, I, iMovie 07 to redo my... Uh, my uh, wedding video well, on, his, on our 10-year anniversary that we got married. So I haven't used it since. <laughs> and, uh, and that was my big project, right? I bought a whole bunch of gear to transfer my, my, uh, my, my 8-millimeter cassettes into, into HD and, or you know, into, into high-quality video, and that was it. I, I died after that. So I can't I talk mean, about iMovie. Apparently, it's good. <laughs> I can't either. I mean, I still use iMovie HD if I ever need to do anything because the new iMovie just I, I I can't do it. Okay. So I don't know, I, Steve. You're you're probably the one who's uh, Stephen Magoo. You're probably the one who's uh, actually used iMovie the most. Yeah, I uh, I did the uh, first year of my oldest son's videos and stuff like that for the family. So I, I made a movie, made a DVD. Um, great template. Uh, you know, it's easy to do. Uh, but when I went to build it, it kept crashing. So I actually had to use a template from the previous version in order to get it out. So that was a pretty big fail, but it still ended up being a nice um, uh, end result. But it was just um, disappointing because it had really nice templates. I figured, wow, this is brand new stuff. It should be great. And it was kind of disappointing. No, it's a feature, so you spend more time with your son instead of (laughs) filling out the videos. Right. All right. What do you think about this edit? Do you like this uh, transition? 
Well, not, and that's what I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking now you're gonna you're gonna go you're gonna go to the park with your kids in the winter. You're gonna go sledding down a hill. You're gonna take a video of that, and then you're gonna go home and and instead of having hot chocolate and starting a fire, you're gonna spend three and a half hours building a trailer for a thirty second video. So, <laughs> so I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> as long as I can put a can burn on that. I'm left out on that. We don't have snow here. Oh, well, we can ship some to you. We get enough of it for everyone. Yeah, FedEx is based here, so you can just overnight to me. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got a pretty good deal with FedEx these days. So the <laughs> biggest thing – sorry. The biggest <laughs> thing – I'm just moving on because like we're, we've been talking for an hour already. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, I have a feeling it's going to be a five-hour podcast. Um, the biggest thing they talked about today was the new MacBook Airs. Or the smallest thing they talked oh, Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Small or, or – is I mean – it does a lot. I mean, let's just go through the stats really quickly. It's going to have uh, N Wi-Fi. Core, uh, unfortunately, it's, our, it's Core 2 Duo instead of being an i3. It's got an NVIDIA GeForce 320 graphics card, 30-day uh, standby for the battery, 7 hours if you're on the 13-inch, and 5 if you're on the uh, – no. No, 7 if you're on the 11-inch, 5 if you're on the 13-inch. I can't remember right. how that worked. Yep. Yeah. Okay. No drives. They're all gone. No DVD drives you can plug in. No, no hard drive. And actually – um, when you go to the uh, Apple.com site for the Mac, they show you this tiny, cutest little USB key, which is your restore disk. So they give oh, no. it, it's Apple branded. And it's got like, I just want to buy one and wear it as a pendant because it is just gorgeous. <laughs> it is like, it is that, that is a Fat Johnny Ive special, eh? So <laughs> that, that is, that, that's, it's magical and revolutionary. Yeah. And, and, and we've Ben's going to make some RDF joke now, right? They've been working their butts off to get it out the door. Um <laughs> So and it's 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 a cool looking it's a cool looking laptop. It's uh it's very 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 slim. Um, uh, one thing that bugged two things that bugged me. Number one was the mic appears to be on the side. Right? Yes. So the way I hold our, our laptop when we're we're lying you know sitting in bed or or we're doing is I hold it by the sides. I don't. We're gonna muffle sound all the time with that thing. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit as well. It does have. Um, that uh, same thing as the current Mac 13-inch MacBook Pro, which is the one uh, headphone jack, which also doubles as a headphone microphone jack if you have your iPhone headphones, right? So the iPhone headphone has a has a, a like a lavalier mic in it, and if and the, and the up and down volume. So if you plug your iPhone headphone into your MacBook Pro, it actually will will raise and and lower the volume, and right. you can use it as a mic, which is a pretty cool feature. And, and that works on all the Pros. I mean, I'm that's. It works on the fifteenth as well. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. right. That's what I'm using right now. Well, not the iPhone ones, but uh, a similar product. Okay, which so, I made unnamed since you're not a sponsor. <laughs> no. So that so that was a that, that was kind of a weird thing. The mic being on the side, and then um, our our friend uh, our friend who's a huge Mac MacBook fan as well, um, Adisor uh, or Addy uh, mentioned um, the fact that it the MacBook Pro Air the MacBook Air keyboard doesn't look like it's backlit. Which is kind of a weird, weird issue too. Like, why wouldn't you just backlight it? It's kind of funny. Is it not backlit? It doesn't say anywhere that it is. They've 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 huh. left it out of everything, which is kind of funny though. So no, it's not backlit. See. It's what it's what it says. It says it's not backlit. It's not backlit. Okay, so no, that's kind the, of weird. The, the mercury-free LED backlit display. So the display is, but not the keyboard. Not the keyboard, which which is very bizarre. They should have, you know. I mean, it's. I mean that's one of the reasons why I bought the Mac, the, the big MacBook Pro is mm-hmm. I really wanted the backlit keyboard for for um, situations like now. Like in, I'm in the, I'm in the, our studio 
and and um, I, I don't like the lights super dim when I'm recording, so I can see the keyboard fully, and it's great. I, I don't need to, you know, that's one of the reasons, right? Right. Here's my take on it. Uh, the MacBook Air, like its namesake, it's lacks of laps lacks substance, guys. I just you know, there's no USB three, there's no FireWire, there's no DVD or CD. They say, well, you can share it from a system that that you may have. Well, let's say you're on the road and you don't have that. What do you do? You're screwed. This, so, this is the world of the internet. This you, is, um, you press the DVD up against the screen, and I think it can read it. Tether okay. to the iPhone. <laughs> you got to spin it really fast on your finger, right? Yes. So, so and, and that's another thing, too. They, they didn't mention that if it was going to be a 3G, like if it was going to have a, a built-in um, cellular uh, modem inside, like a, like a, like a right. MacBook, like a, sorry, an iPad or an iPhone or, or an, even a netbook. Because essentially, this is a netbook, especially when you go to the 11-inch one. That is like a very expensive netbook, but it's pretty much a netbook because it, it, it's with that flash. Uh, that's a big thing as well. It's all flash memory, right? So you, you open it up and it's on immediately. So it is, it right. is pretty damn fast. Um, but it's a gorgeous netbook that you can actually do stuff with, right? So you can actually use real apps. You could use iPhoto. You could use um, uh, you could probably use iMovie a little bit, I guess, if you had like short little movies on your iPhone right. and, and yeah, do something. You have to remember the smaller one only is coming with a 1.4 gigahertz Core 2 Duo, which is Nothing. not awesome. This is what it's, it's actually what I have in the white MacBook. So yeah, it's, it's a little pretty. four banger. That's all it is. Yeah, it's 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 um it's I think Steve Stephen McGurn brought this up uh, on on Twitter today. Um, that it's it's a travel book. And and the big question is uh, for me is does the MacBook Air make sense? So uh, when it was introduced in two thousand and eight, earlier than that, I was still working at Apple, two thousand seven maybe. Um, it was really expensive, and it was like the executive notebook, right? So if you owned a company, you owned a MacBook Air because it was great for travel. Um, uh, if all you needed to do was email and and surf, it was great. It was underpowered, but it was small and light. But now, a little uh, – I don't know if you guys have heard of this product, but there's the iPad. And uh, <laughs> and Apple introduced it. Did you not, it's did you not hear a year of the tablet show? Or <laughs> uh, I didn't know if, you know. Um, okay. No, I did. It was great. Um, so does the air – you know, so I, I wrote this big thing on a ben Bro- Benjamin Brooks – if you don't read uh, uh, brooksreview.net, add it to your Google Reader right now. It's great. Um, so Ben and I are having a conversation about w- what is better, uh, a small notebook or uh, an iPad with a keyboard dock. And um, and really what I think it comes down to is is the OS. Um, is th- if iOS cuts it for you, then hey, buy an iPad. It's mobile. It has better battery life. It uh, weighs less. It's smaller. But if you need OS 10 and you need a small package, does the the extra money is it worth it? And for me, the answer is no. For me, the Air is the same thing it's always been, relatively useless. You see, I, yeah, I, I, kinda, I think, I I think just, it's got its. Sorry, it's, go ahead, Stephen. I was just saying, I think it has its place for travel uh, computer. Um, like, if if you know you have your regular laptop desktop that you work with, but you know you're going on a one week road trip, and you know you just want to slide it into a bag and go, so you can do email, uh, maybe upload some photos, you know, and and don't want to be stuck just walking around with your uh, iPad to to do some of these things. I, I think it's 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 a capable machine, but if you say, well, this is an executive laptop. I think it comes up lacking. I think it's missing horsepower. I don't think you'd want to rely on that to do your 
you know, your um, PowerPoint or keynote uh, presentations uh, or, you know, run a demo in a virtual environment or anything like that. But I think if all you want is to be able to stay tethered to the office, to not be weighed down with a seven pound laptop, uh, I think I think it's definitely got its, uh, you know, if you want to travel light. Um, and, and for a while, I was considering an iPad, and I ended up buying a Kindle instead because I, I, I'm not—I didn't have the the front-facing camera. I know Francois thinks it's useless on the iPad, but <laughs> now I see this $200 premium, you know, 11-inch uh, MacBook Air, and I think you know what—that's way better than an iPad for the the ways I would use it. Sure. So they probably realized they had a hole somewhere in their target. Uh, market and figured, well, put it out at $1,000 and see who nibbles, right? Because no one's going to buy a $3,000 skinny laptop. Right. And and if you buy an iPad or you buy the 11.6-inch MacBook Air, Apple still wins. There's a, there's a famous quote, Jobs has said it, Cook has said it, is that um, you know people always ask, well, is this new product going to cannibalize your other product line? And Apple has always said, we don't care as long as it's cannibalized with another one of our products. And so either way, Apple wins. I have to agree there too. And also, I mean, um, I can see I can see two two markets where this this um, especially the eleven the eleven book uh, the eleven inch one is is really going to hit home with is number one. You've got your um, your your journals, your your your. Uh, your bloggers who travel a lot, who are always on the road, and they need their their writing, and they 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 don't like the 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 iPad because it doesn't have that 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 file system that Steve's talking about, and they can't just sit down and 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 do what they need to do. Although Andy and Notco is proving to unbelievable lengths that the uh, iPad actually is pretty good at that. Um, a lot of guys who really really do need that, you know, they need to be in their Mars editor, they need to. Um, they, they need to have a real OS, which is pretty, which is pretty huge. And I, I have to kind of agree with you, with him actually. The other one is uh, is is people like my wife. Now this is this kind of weird because I'm, I'm five years ago she wasn't even a Mac user, and and suddenly now she, you can't tear the thing away from her. But in reality, all she does on there she Skype calls, um, she surfs the web. Um, she studies for citizenship test because she's becoming a Canadian citizen this uh, tomorrow morning. So that's pretty big. But she doesn't really do anything else. Like um, the music, we're we're kind of running through the home on on like uh, we're using I guess Air, it's called AirPlay now, but we're just using you know uh, the central uh, music library. And we use Netflix for our movies, so there's no need to go get our movies elsewhere like that either. So she doesn't really have a huge need for a, for an iMac or even a MacBook. She's you know she's quite happy with she'd be quite happy with an Air, and mm-hmm. and she could sit on the couch for hours and hours and hours on end on that without without doing that. And she's the kind of person who will forget to charge something. So I can definitely right. see it going well with the in as being like a a home you know a secondary home computer. And 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 for people who travel a lot, like like the like like Steve said, um, and I, I think it will hit a market there. And I think that thing that's something that that Apple's done. They've got they got their hardcore people locked in. Us us with our fifteen inch uh, i fives and and our our super HD displays and all that kind of stuff. Who 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 know we we froth at the mouth when someone says they want to kill FireWire. You know yeah yeah that freaks us out. They've got the iMacs for for the family computers where people can sit around and and see, you know do these huge amount of stuff and 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 it look also looks great in in uh, dentist reception offices and uh, and airline uh, airline hotel and um, like uh, we talked about last week with Porter. Um, it is great for those guys. Well, they got the Mac Pro for the Super Pros, and uh, now they've got this like this 
kind of netbook, you know? Yeah, well, students, it, it's I a don't tool know. for every niche market. Every every market has its own tool. Yeah. And this is going to satisfy, you know, a whole bunch of people out there. And I mean, there's another thing that come, might come in handy uh, because of the slim <coughs> and tapered look to it. During the winter, it's perfect to scrape the ice and snow off your windshield. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's a whole uh, category of worker uh, that are mobile workers, like insurance adjusters and uh, financial planners and all this type of people that, you know, there's, there's a – what? <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, you, know, you know, people have to access Mint and all these things, right? So, you know, keep track of their money. But um, – no, there's a whole rush to get all these apps for the iPad and all these other tablets out there when a whole bunch of them already existed for existing platforms like the Mac or the PC. Now you can have an insurance adjuster come to your house and, and just have that little computer that you can almost pull out of his jacket pocket and have the app that they already had at the office ready to go instead of having to think, how are we going to fit this functionality in a redesigned, usable iPad interface, right? So instead of having to have an entire rewrite, you say, well, no, here's your laptop. So well, I think you're 100% correct there. there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people that fall into that category. I mean, there's probably more insurance adjusters than there are school teachers <laughs> out there. So, you know, you think about it, and that adds up. So, But, but no. even, in this, even in the school, this could be, this could be a great thing. Uh, my, uh, both my daughters have smart boards in their, in their classrooms, and my, uh, my six-year-old daughter has a teacher that comes in with an iPad and, and, and shows them all cool science stuff. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, they got the, I guess, the elements thing and all that, all that other stuff. So that's pretty cool, too. But uh, nine times out of ten, they just want to take a, a, a quick uh, notebook, plug in um, into the smart board, and just run the smart board, right? So um, a, a MacBook Air might actually be a quite a cheap solution for that with a good battery life and to be able to actually interface with these smart boards quite easily. So I, don't, I have a feeling that it... it, it you know, it's only a case of creativity. Um, somebody will always say, hey, I, we've got this great application and we could probably do a really, really cool job with it. And, you know, I think Macs, uh, I think that, you know, Apple seriously has uh, a Mac or an iPad or an iDevice for almost every situation now. I think it's gotten to a point where they are very, very much have a rich portfolio of, of products. They even have products for, ga- for WoW gamers like Steph. Mm. I've been tempted. It, I don't know if I'd have run a- I went, wow, on the 11.6 inch. I wouldn't do it on the air. On the air but <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> see, this is this is one of the things I was like, well, personally, the iPad, and the guys know this, but the iPad has no interest to in me because I like typing. You're not going to see me do my emails or my Word documents on a, on a keyboard, uh, without a keyboard, sorry. So the, this where the Mac, as you stated, this is good for the people who want something light, something that's portable, and something that has some of the capabilities of the iPad, but not the price ticket of a full Mac Book Pro, and not the the uh, the cheapness of the iPad, in my opinion. For me, it's still not powerful enough because I need something that's that's portable that'll give me the power that I need, but also give me the game and gamemanship that I need from a laptop. If I'm traveling, it's great to be able to do work, but you know, at about eleven o'clock at night, I'd like to be able to do something for myself. Right, and that's where, like like we were saying, the well-rounded product line would say, "Let me introduce you to the 13-inch MacBook Pro." Yep. You know what? And Jeff has. I've yeah. I'm looking at the i7. <laughs> I need something that's got uh, some power. 
He you wants an i7 with a 512 with a 512 <laughs> graphics card. He wants the 8 gigs of RAM, and he just wants he wants the Cataclysm to be the biggest best thing in the world. So, <laughs> Cataclysm is coming. I apparently so. <laughs> you know the guy I worry about is the first guy to go through uh, the X-ray at the airport with one of those MacBook and the new Mac Airs. With all that battery and nothing else on the inside, that guy's going to look at that x-ray and definitely want to pop that thing open because right. it does not look like any other laptop I've seen through an x-ray before. It is let basically me, all battery. Let me so, tell you a little funny story here. Um, I was uh, just last week, I went to a client's uh, downtown and I'm not going to mention the client's name, but they have some pretty severe security things where basically when you show up there, you have to pull out the battery of your laptop so they can take the serial number of it and basically, uh, you know, walk it down, you know, write it down. And, and then when you check out, they check the serial number to make sure you got the same battery and all that kind of stuff too. Oh, is it a naval base? Because they do that there too. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> Can't confirm so, or deny. So I cannot confirm nor deny that rumor. But I show up and I pull out and, I, and, I, and I've stopped going anywhere with my Dell because it just doesn't respond well. Um, so I went with the MacBook Pro and I get to there and, and the guy goes, uh, your laptop, please. So I pull out the Mac and he goes, and I was like, just, you know, maybe two thirds of it was out of its sleeve. And he says, oh, I say it's an Apple uh, cigarette. You know, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. It's an Apple. I'm, I, I, it's fine. And I said, really? Because the battery's like in it. You can't get it out. He goes, exactly. I, you can't get it out and I can't get it out. I says, you're fine. Go on through. And that was it. I was yeah. like, success. <laughs> I, uh, I I flew across uh, across the country about, about a week and a half after the iPad was launched uh, in the States. And I bought one on launch day. And um, without a doubt, it was the first one that had gone through some of these airports. And... Um, I ended up like giving a demo to it to like two TSA agents who were off <laughs> duty, like hanging out. And awesome. uh, because it, the, the TSA in the States uh, uh, allows you to keep the iPad in the bag, you don't have to take it out. You know, like in, in a laptop, you have to take it out and put it in a separate bin, you know, with your shoes and your belt and whatnot. Pretty much the same thing. But the iPad, know. they've said you can leave it in your bag. But because they had never seen one on the x ray before, you know, it goes through, the world comes to an end. I'm in a little room and they're asked me to take my bag apart and you know and like oh yeah look at this cool thing and um little impromptu uh apple product demo in the airport is always exciting <laughs> it, it is it is funny though i mean like I've, i remember when um when when i first started traveling a lot i would add i'd have like uh spare drives and uh like you know hard drives and i always carry, I always carry my camera everywhere i go so i've got the camera i got the drive i got a flash and um, I've gotten a habit of traveling with a mic at the same time too. So I get to airport security and I pull out, you know, I pull out the MacBook and I pull out the Dell and, and I pull out the camera and I pull out the mics and he goes, what exactly do you do for a living? And I'm like, uh, the internet, the, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the internet, I do the internet. Oh, okay. I'm and it's just like, okay, well, what do you need this mic for? What do you need this camera? And, you know, it was quite funny. You have to go through all this kind of stuff eh? and you're like, okay, what does this do? And I had, at the time, I think I had an iPack PDA and he's like going, uh, and it's kind of robust. It had a nice little hard shell to it and it rubber side grips to it. And he goes, what does this do? So, well, that's basically a little computer. Oh, can you turn it on? And, you know, they make, used to make you turn stuff on back then. Right. So you turn it on and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's running Windows. And I'm like, yeah, don't, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> 
but it was it was funny they they get airport security seems to be like you know like really into technology more than anybody else it's quite funny actually to and it's genuine it's not just like oh what the hell is this you know it really is like what is that what i've never seen that before what does that do I'm totally going to steal it out of your bag when you're not looking. <laughs> I don't think, I They're don't sizing know. up how much money they can make with that equipment. Right. But if you want to, if, if you really want an easy go through, through security with all that crap is you just put a bunch of twins on your backpack and then, and then you just go. So we, when we went to London last year, we had the twins in backpacks and, and we got, we got to security and the guy goes, the guy pulled us off to a whole different section. Um, they had two agents help my wife off with, with uh, one of the boys. And then, uh, and then basically they just, they kind of just threw the bags through the security thing and go, let, <laughs> just let these guys go. This is good. <laughs> so the more babies you travel with, the easier it gets. <laughs> Funny Jinx t-shirts help a lot, too. Um, I was flying back what, from... What, this better uh, not suck? <laughs> no, uh, I was flying back from... <laughs> no, that's for, uh, that's for pod camps and uh, movie okay. premieres. Okay. Um, no, I was flying back from Phoenix, um, and uh, I was wearing the you're your, your so off my buddy list of the guy kicking the other guy in uh, Yes, yes, that's pants. a great t-shirt. And, uh, you know, you, you, I just finished getting all the stuff out of your little, like, Ziploc bag that you have to keep your, you know, your uh, liquids and whatever out. So you're walking around like, you know, uh, like There's somebody who's, sack. like, homeless or something because you have this bag <laughs> in your hand and your your suitcase and whatever in your other hand. And there's this guy, he must have been ex-military, he must have been pushing 60, and he's repeating the same four sentences over and over again, you know, line number four, line number two, you go here, you go there, and just keep repeating. So he's been about through about six, seven, eight times through the these four or five sentences, and he just looks at me, son, that's a funny t-shirt, line number two. And then he kept going <laughs> four, five, four or five lines over and Sorry. over again. So, so Engadget just posted, or posted, I just saw it. Um, the new MacBook Airs do not ship with Adobe Flash Player installed. Interesting. Oh, really? But actually, I wanted to mention this to Steph tonight, actually, because I, I was I was doing some 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 research for the show. One of the rare times I do it, and I'm going through the Mac site, and I'm doing all the uh, and I'm going through all the videos. Uh, so they got the video showcase and everything, and they're not Flash, right? I'm running Safari. I'm running a MacBook Pro, and yeah, it's not Flash. So. Stefan, can you go to uh, apple.com forward slash iLife and hit video showcase and tell me when you click on one of those videos, how it loads up in your IE browser? Yeah, when you because when you're when you're when you're playing the video and you right click on it, it's just an HTML page. You can go view source. So it's obviously using HTML5 Canvas. Okay, what did you want me to look at? The, the MacBook so, Air so video? Yeah, now go to video. No, no, go to video showcase. H-I-L-I-F-E or H-I-G-H. Both don't work. I, as in the letter I. Yes. Life. Gotcha. Like Sorry, I'm not a Mac guy, so. <laughs> I can tell. That's why I'm asking life you is a, the is question. Beer, by the way. What's that? High Life is a beer, isn't it? Yeah, that's a Miller. Miller. That's my grandmother's favorite beer. That's what we, we drink watching NASCAR. <laughs> oh, we have NASCAR in Montreal now. Here. I don't watch NASCAR. Maybe Disclaimer. Maybe Sorry. I, I'm more of a piston cup guy. Piston cup. <laughs> piston cup. That's all yeah. I watch. You piston, piston what cup? cup? <laughs> nah. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm there. What do you want me to look at? Okay, now go to the. There's a video showcase, right? Yep. Now click on uh, any of the videos. Okay. Now, how does it? Is it playing? Now, yep. right, right-click and tell me if it's if it's Flash or if it's something else. 
looking QuickTime. It's QuickTime. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Because I, I mean, that, that was my biggest question there. Because in the past, that would have been some kind of flash or some kind of like interface that, but they've really gone hard on HTML5 on the website because obviously they have this, this public dispute with Flash, uh, Adobe Flash. So I was wondering how they were doing it on Windows computers. And obviously, they're just using, uh, using old HTML and QuickTime. Gets the job done. Very cool. Very, very cool. Okay, so that, that was the other big thing as well. It was that, that, you know, like it doesn't ship with Flash and yet they don't need it either. Well, Apple says they don't need it. <laughs> That's a yeah. whole other podcast. Well, as, as, absolutely. As, as a web developer, I've, I've stayed away from Flash as well in our, in our corporate sites because it just so, so many companies don't even allow it anymore. Right. So we're like, uh, okay, what do you mean you don't see half? You don't see our page. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't see your pages. They got this Lego brick. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 always fun. So anyway, so I, I was just uh, I was just curious as to how that how that uh, how it would appear, but uh, it looks like it's uh, it's pretty good. So they're saying that that they're not they're not uh, loading Flash on the MacBook Airs, right? Which um, uh, is interesting. I know that uh, a lot of Windows machines don't come with it uh, pre-installed. Um, but it's it's the only Mac at this point that doesn't uh, from the top off the top of my head. Now is is that just um, because there was recently a a, 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 um, a Flash issue, a Flash security issue, and they and they had posted they had sent out the wrong version of Flash with the device. So when you got it, you had an older version, and therefore you were right. more susceptible to security. So they've basically said we're not putting any on, and if you need it, you have to download it yourself. Yeah, I don't know what what happened was uh, I think it was in ten six four. Um, there was supposed to be included a flash update or in a security update or something, and basically Apple shipped the older one because uh, Adobe had had patched it too late, and so basically you had to run the software update and then run the flash update again uh, to be secure. I'm sure no one on the planet did it, but um, uh, you know I'm sure it's more political than. Oh, I'm than sure there's a there's an element of political there as well, but I have to. Uh... I have, I have to admit that it makes you know if you're going to go to a web page until you need Flash, you're just going to click it and install it, right? Right. But I mean that's that's my developer brain, that's not my user brain talking. So, is it? Uh, I don't know which one it would it would. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It's interesting. Very interesting. Breaking news right here. <laughs> which will come out four days late. See what happens uh, to the table. <laughs> I'm going to edit the hell out of this later. Uh, actually, I'm hoping to get this online before the end of the week. It would be cool if I could get it online before the end of the week, but it'll be good. So is there anything else that we wanted to touch on um, apart from the fact that my uh, my uh, my bingo card was a complete fail? <laughs> uh, so so in my bingo card, I had stuff like advanced airplays not on there, new mails not on there, new calendars wasn't there. Uh, there was no UI overhaul to an iTunes look, which I stole from you. Uh, I'm, I'm disclaimer. I disclaimer that at the bottom of my blog post too, right? So I, yes. it's not. Uh, I didn't steal it for real. Uh, <laughs> there was no the, lane on Apple CEO on stage. <laughs> there is either. one thing I think we should talk about. Sorry, I, I do think there is one thing that we that we would be remiss to to skip over. Okay, go ahead, please. And it's not it's not on the line webpage, but it's they they mentioned it were, were two functions: auto save and resume at launch. So on the iPad, um, typing in simple note, and I need to bounce into, into iCal. Hit the home button, um, switch to iCal, 
when I come back to Simple Note, it's exactly where I left it, right? Um, a beautiful thing. Everything is saved automatically. And that doesn't happen on the Mac most of the time. Now, Notational Velocity and a couple other apps kind of fake it, but it looks like they're going to have this as an API for, for 10.7, uh, which is very cool. The, the question is, um, I'd love to get input because I just don't know what to think about it, if, if those APIs are going to be reserved for Mac App Store applications. It is interesting, actually. I mean, like, oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, apps I use on the Mac that auto save throughout, you know, like on on a time basis, but not like if I if I suddenly quit it, will it resume it exactly where it was before? Um, that I don't know. Um, and I'm trying to think if it would be a good thing or not um, to have to always have auto save on. Um, there's a there's a great uh, um, uh, John Gruber on Daring Fireball wrote a great essay called Untitled Document Syndrome. Uh, like maybe two years ago, and he talks about this. And it, I would definitely recommend uh, anyone who's interested uh, go find that. Uh, it's really we can post a great it in the show this. notes. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll look it up and post yeah. it in the show notes. Definitely, fancy garage band action. <laughs> so there is so so basically meaning that that you end you end up with a computer full of like stuff that hasn't been titled. Right, right. That you know, we get into the syndrome of I open a text document and I work all day. I never hit save, and then it goes away, and I get angry at my computer. Maybe line will save us from that, or maybe it'll just save it using the first sentence of the yes. uh, yeah the, the just, document just to make you angry. Yeah. <laughs> Why a whole bunch names? of documents well, Google, called Google Docs of does that. Google Docs <laughs> does that all the time. It's really annoying. You know, you 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 save your document automatically puts in the first first stuff in there. It was always really annoying. You have to go back and you have to hit the rename function. They've actually made it easier now in the latest version of Google Docs. You can go to the top. And it, like you can click on it, and it will hit like a, it'll do an automatic rename kind of screen, like kind of like what you do on the Mac when you when you hit enter, and it, it goes into a rename mode. Well, they kind of have that on the top of the Google Docs document, but for a long time it was like really annoying. It's the first thing, first line ever, and you're like, it's like 16 words, and you're like, oh Jesus Christ, and you're like, what am I doing there? And it's like, this is not good. This is not good. <laughs> so I don't know, but I'm I I I use untitled documents all the time. And I, and I destroy them purposefully. So if I'm having a code snippet or if I have to clean up a table, I'll open up text edit and, and I'll dump a whole bunch of data in there and then I'll destroy it and I don't want to save it. I don't want those huge chunks of data being chewed up on my hard drive all the time. Hmm. I, I just like the ability to exit and, and maybe they should have a you know exit and a shutdown. Because like, on my iPhone, for example... When I'm done with mail, I want to close it. I just don't want it to disappear in the background. I, I'm constantly going to force shut a whole bunch of applications. But why? Because my battery doesn't last my whole day. It doesn't eat up your battery life when you leave apps running all the time. You know what? It Most does of them are just idle. Think. I'm sorry? Uh, I, I was going to say, I mean, if you're, not, if you're not using it, it should be, if it's a good app, it should sit relatively idle, but... The, well, the only app I found that that does bite is is sometimes the TomTom Tom app. We'll just we'll just keep eating away, and you know it's eating away because it's got the GPS um, arrow in the in the menu bar, and you're like, well, why is my GPS running? I'm in the middle of a uh, of calendar, and then you're <laughs> like, oh, I got the GPS open. So you have to finish your route or something and then go back, which is a little bit annoying. But um, I, I like 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 Stephen Hackett said, you 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 want to um. You know, you don't, you don't, you shouldn't need to do that on the Mac, uh, on the well, on the iPhone, because it's my, supposed to, it's supposed to put them asleep, right? 
Yeah, but they have to go somewhere. So if they're not sitting in RAM, then they're, they're persisting it to the solid state. Either way, it's taking up space somewhere, either on the, on the, uh, on the, on the, on the stack or it's taking room up on the uh, solid state drive because they're persisting the metadata but keeping the, um, the process rolling. So it's, it, one case or another, it's keeping up, uh, it's using up resources. And even if it's a thread that's not doing anything, that thread still needs to do a no-op, a no-op or a skip every time it goes through. So, And if not, if it just says, okay, we'll keep a pointer to the solid state and when we need it, we'll go get it, that means you have less space uh, on your uh, device to store stuff. And my 32 gigs, I use up 31 and a half of them. So I don't yeah, have I'm, a lot I'm, of space. I'm, I'm sitting on 14.6 on my 16 gig. Yeah, so I find my, mach- my my iPhone actually gets clunky after a while if I have too many things up and open, and it's it's not as shiny as they promised. So mm-hmm. I would like the ability to say, you know what, I'm done with you, go away now, as opposed to, okay, well, I'll see you in a few minutes, you know. Do, uh, do you power this- cycle your iPhone ever? Uh, not uh, not often actually. Maybe once every two weeks. Every two. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 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 not even that good. Um. And and actually, um. I when I updated to four one, I, I realized that I probably hadn't power cycled in about I don't know, a, um, at least a good month and a bit because it was like, and, and I don't know. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm sitting on fourteen point six, and I'm really to the um, I'm really at the uh, at the top level. And and I blame Andy Notko for this because he wrote something a long time ago about if you're not filling up your iPod to the max, you're just not trying hard enough. And and I take them to, to to counter all the time. Like if if it's if I don't have a lot of music on it, I have a lot of photos on it. If I don't have a lot of photos on it or music on it, I want a couple of videos. Like I'm not as as crazy as you, Steve, where I carry a copy of Iron Man two all the time with me. But uh, I I do try very hard to uh, to to use as much as I can. So and 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 there is a block. And I don't, I don't know if you've you've ever seen this, uh, Stephen. If you um, sometimes you have this this or you don't have an iPhone anymore, so you wouldn't see this. But uh, there's this like a yellow thing saying other, and I have a feeling that's all that your 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 apps saved in solid state. Actually, now that you mention it, Steve McGurn, too many Stevens on the show. Uh, <laughs> Where are we going with Magoo? We were going with Magoo, but then I keep calling him Magoo, and I keep thinking of that squinty-eyed guy um, with the glasses, uh, <laughs> and I then I lose my train of thought. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, so no, but that, but that, what I was trying to say was that, um, was that, yeah, I think it is saving it to the solid state or to, um, at one point because you get this big yellow block of, of nothing. Other. Yeah. Other. Exactly. And it's like, what is other? And then I'm trying to like figure out what, what, and I, I just, you made me piece it together now. Yeah. Cause the only way, the only way that a thread doesn't take up resources is if it's not a thread anymore. Uh, and and they basically just keep a reference to something that they can easily call up again and, and and bring back up as if it was still running. But if it's just sitting there, but it's not getting a lot of attention, it's still cycling through as a as a process. It's just not doing a whole lot every every uh, clock tick. So there's not too many ways you can you can skin that cat. And hopefully they're just writing the metadata out somewhere, and then it's a process that's that spins up really quick. Okay, so I, I actually um, uh, bringing up the iPhone bring actually made me think about um, something I've been ask, wanting to ask uh, Stephen for a while is how he's getting along with his Droid X. Is it Droid X you've got? 
Well, it's a it's it's a complicated story. Um, I had in January I switched to the Motorola Droid, the first one, and uh, um, carried it three or four months, and um, it ended up being destroyed by my by my then one and a half year old. And um, <laughs> so so I went in. I bought a Palm Pre, which is beautiful, but will ruin your life okay. basically. Um, WebOS is, is wonderful, um, but the hardware is just junk. No way around it. Um, <laughs> so after that, I ended up giving that to my wife. She liked it, and I bought a Droid again. Um, but uh, uh, very recently, in the last couple of weeks or so, um, my wife and I have both, in, in an effort to uh, to stow away some cash, um, have actually both switched to dumb phones. So we're both carrying the Motorola Razor. Oh really? And, uh, it's marvelous. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't written about it yet. I keep I keep not writing about it, but um, <laughs> uh, all my street cred is going to go away. It carries a razor. Um, but with the iPad, it, I wasn't using a smartphone for many things other than talking on the phone, and so I thought I'd keep my between me and my wife my eighty dollars in my pocket instead of Verizon's. Okay, but why not just use it? We use a smartphone then on the, with the Wi-Fi, but but still have. The, the the top OS like not not get the data plan. Um, I don't know if that was an option with Verizon. Okay. Honestly, um, but uh, um, you know the 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 V3M, which is the razor I'm using, it, uh, syncs uh with Address Book on the Mac beautifully. Uh, syncs way faster than the iPhone did, <laughs> ironically. Um, and and I just use it for a phone. And uh, I have my iPad with me pretty much all the time. So if I ever need to do anything. You know, uh, I don't need Twitter while I'm driving down the street. You know what I mean? Right. Well, exactly. Now, is is you your just iPad not trying hard enough? <laughs> <laughs> is is your iPad on on WhisperNet? Do you have the 3G with it, or uh, I, I do not have the 3G. I've got the Wi-Fi only. Okay. But um, I'm either at home, at work, at school, um, uh, or uh, uh, you know, someplace else with Wi-Fi. And I really don't find myself needing data driving around town. I know that's not the case for everybody, but no, I, it's it's it's. I mean, for for me, it's like the work pays for it, so I got you know I got <laughs> right. data right. So it, and now because work's paid for it for so long, I it's a you're addicted. Yeah, it's like a it's a it's a first world problem. Oh, it is. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Like, like, what am I going to do in England for three weeks without data? Um, and 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 I'm probably going to have a great time actually. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. No, and, and work used to a, pay for it, but. I was just going to say, it's the first three days that are tough. After that, you sort of get used to it. Wait, are we talking about cocaine or data? (laughs) I've been both, I think. (laughs) I can't confirm or deny. uh, Addiction is an addiction is an addiction. Exactly. Now, Ben, you don't use you don't use a a, a smartphone anymore either. You're on a dumb phone. I'm on a dumb phone. Yeah. So the, actually, the 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 cast of of, of Dadcasters is is pretty much split down the middle on that one because uh, Eric doesn't have a, a a smartphone either, and Stefan's phone can't really be considered a smartphone. <laughs> Thank you, I agree. <laughs> and and Eric will argue with you, <laughs> and he'll he'll argue for me, and I'm like, <laughs> no, don't. 
No, and he'll argue for himself too. Um, so that's quite funny, actually. Uh, I, I, I didn't realize that you had gone off your uh, your smartphone, actually. You know, and don't worry, we don't think any less of you. I think your uh, uh, your insights into macOS have disproved all of that. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't come out of the uh, smartphone closet yet. <laughs> Don't he's worry, got, your secret's he's got, safe. He's, he's got his razor in, a, in an end case for the iPhone. <laughs> That's right. No, really, I mean, it's, it's been, it, the draft has seriously been in notational velocity for 10 days. And it's one of those gigs where Apple keeps announcing things and I keep not getting a chance to write about my phone. But uh, uh, I'll do it, I'll get it up by the end of the week so it's ready for the podcast. Because <laughs> we don't want to out you. <laughs> right, yeah, we're on this podcast making all sorts of crazy stories up, so... That's fantastic. Well, it's I. You know what? We've been going on for about an hour and a half. Um, it's 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 been an amazing show and a great ride. I think we pretty much circled everything around it. Stefan, we did not get a chance to talk about Wow. Um, what a shame. Uh, <laughs> did you did you want to say anything about the new Cataclysm, Steph? No, it's okay. You want to keep it for next show? Keep it for the next show. Okay. All right. Good. All right, so I just want to remind everybody, if you want any of the cool T-shirts that Steve McGurn is wearing at the, uh, at, the, at the airport in Kansas City, you can get them by going to twofatdads.com forward slash jinx, and there's a link to the jinx site there. You can go and get yourself a cool T-shirt. My, my personal favorite is still the one you were wearing at, uh, at the Casual Spa on, uh, on Saturday night, which is, uh, uh, let me say it said, computers are cool. Stop laughing. Computers are cool now. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bang on, and I typically get a lot of nervous giggles when I see people see that shirt. So they're not sure whether I'm serious or I'm kidding. So uh, it's kind of the kind of the reaction I'm looking for. It's it's like the one that says I'm only here because my server's down, right? <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that's uh, that's our our, our big uh, jinx plug. Uh, we want to thank uh, Stephen Hackett for coming on the show. It's been it's been a real pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Um, thank you. It's nice to have somebody who actually knows what he's talking about on the show every once in a while. Not just making Archie <laughs> and Aurora higher. references. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, no, I appreciate being on. It's a lot of fun. Cool, cool. And uh, and how's life yep. as a, as in as in dad of uh, two new ones? Well, one one new one, and uh... well, yeah, no, it's great. So uh, our son uh, is getting ready to turn two here. In That's a amazing. Weeks. And uh, he is a uh, he's a special little guy, and uh, his little sister is a. Uh, how old is she? Three months old, and uh, oh. you don't sleep a lot with three months old. But um, you guys aren't. Are you guys? You're not guys not sleeping your nights, are you now? Uh, no, no, she's doing well. So uh, she. Um, oh, good. She would sleep 24 hours a day if we let her. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, you're not supposed to. So no, I heard it's bad. <laughs> Wait, one day she's going to be 16. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, no, no. At that point, I will end the gun. So. <laughs> Actually, you no, no, you don't need a, you, know, you don't need a right gun. Now. You just need a collection of chainsaws. Yes, that's even better. It'll scare anybody away. (laughs) (laughs) See, I've got it figured out. When my daughter turns sixteen and she brings a boyfriend home, I'll say, "Come on in, come on in. Let's let's have a chat. You know, let me learn about you. Let me see what you what you've got." So I'll bring the the guy into my office and I'll sit down in my office and I'll be you know I'll be taking my my rock and I'll be you know (laughs) making sure that I'm keeping my katana all nice and sharp. (laughs) And I'll say. So uh, what are your intentions with my daughter? Because, you know, and I'll have some shrunken heads from Africa. I'll say, Philip, Mark, and Tom, they didn't have good intentions. <laughs> That's wonderful. So you haven't really given we're it all, much thought, have you? We're all, we're all. I just, just off the cuff, right? We're all, we're all a little uh, protective. I have two daughters, and, and I'm, I'm going to equip them with horizontal meters at one point in, my, in life. So 
Um, they can never be in that position ever when they're out of the house. Uh, so we'll see how that. Apparently, Apple <laughs> makes those. <laughs> yeah, apparently, Apple makes those. So it shouldn't be too hard. Strap an iPod touch to them, and there'll be on. an app for that. Uh, <laughs> oh dear! Yeah. It's gonna be called the eye tracking. <laughs> the, the, oh, I have an obsessive father. <laughs> Terrible. All right. On that note, I want to thank everybody once again. It's been a great show. And uh, join us again soon. Uh, we'll have P. Luke on, um, uh, I think, Nick, this week or next week or the week after. And uh, a little bit of a, of a, um, a treat for Stephen McGurn is our good friend Andre Nontel has finally had enough of him mentioning his name all the time. And he wants to get on the show as well and talk about yeast or something or the another. Lovely. So. Um, that's a futures and biotech joke, by the way. So, <laughs> so uh, looking forward to seeing you guys all again soon. Thanks again to Stephen Hackett, and uh, we'll catch you all next time. All Thanks, right. everyone. Thanks. And that's a wrap. Well done, guys. That rocked. You know, yeah, I, I love to participate in these conversations. Gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy with the sound quality. Okay, well, hang up. I can't. I can't work like this. Okay. Well, we'll see you. Okay. It was good talking to you guys.